In this inaugural Leader Chat, we are thrilled that the legend John Gordon was able to join us. Dr. Jeff Rose talked with John about the challenge of leading with positivity during difficult times, John's passion for supporting educators, and his upcoming visit to Atlanta. Jeff then goes on to describe the why, what, and how of our future Leader Chats. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, leaders, educators, welcome to Leader Chat. I'm Jeff Rose, and I'm thrilled to be with you here today. Now, for those that know me, you're aware, but I'll mention anyway, I'm a career-long educator. I was a teacher, fourth and fifth grade. I was a principal for years, um, an assistant superintendent, and a superintendent in three fantastic but very different school districts on both the West and the East Coast. I was a superintendent of Can in Canby, Oregon, uh, one high school town and wonderful place to live and to work. After that, the Beaverton School District, a suburban environment just outside of Portland, a little over 40,000 students, a very diverse population, well over 100 languages spoken, also an incredible place to serve. And then my most recent stint as a leader was where I'm currently sitting, um, Fulton County, which surrounds the city of Atlanta, very large uh, district of 100,000 students, and I treasured all opportunities. After that, I started leading ed. It's a collaborative structure to support educational leaders. Now, leading ed has just recently joined Cognia. And for those that don't know what Cognia is, Cognia is a global nonprofit network of enthusiastic educators focused on school improvement. We serve 36,000 educational institutions, impacting 5 million teachers, 25 million students in 85 countries. Now, I am now serving as the Vice President of Leadership Development at Cognia, and the Leadership Circle has been born. What is the Leadership Circle? Well, basically, we're a collaborative community of superintendents and their executive team members. We believe in leaders helping leaders, right? Iron sharpens iron. We say two things. Don't lead alone. And the quote that I stole from my pastor, circles are better than rows. So once again, welcome to Leader Chat. I will be describing what Leader Chat is but I'm gonna welcome our guest in a minute because we are so honored and privileged that we're able to have our first leader chat with such an incredible leader and speaker and author. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna to introduce to you John Gordon. Now, John, he has um, incredible best-selling books. He's an amazing speaker, an incredible podcast that I listen to called Positive You. He has inspired so many around the world. His principles have been put to the test by numerous Fortune 500 companies, professional and college sports teams, school districts, hospitals, and nonprofits. He is the author of 24 books, including 12 bestsellers and five children's books. His books include the timeless classic, The Energy Bus, which has sold over 2 million copies, The Carpenter Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, Power of a Positive Team, The Coffee Bean, Stay Positive, and The Garden. He has been featured in just about every major network, magazine, and newspaper that you can think of. 
He is a graduate of Cornell University and holds a master's degree in teaching from Emory University, so clearly he is one of us. I have had the opportunity to talk with him in the past, and I'm so excited, excited to start Leader Chat with John. So let's welcome John Gordon with us. John, hey. so great to see you again. Thank you so much for being here. Jeff, great to be with you and really appreciate that kind introduction. So uh, I hear you're coming to Atlanta. So I know that I want to hear about you coming to Atlanta because that's clearly in, in my backyard. So tell us about that. September 27th, it's a Monday. We will be having our Power of Positive Leadership Training. This is a training that we do for leaders in education, business, sports. And the great thing is it's a full day of leadership training where you come together and you learn, you grow, you interact with other leaders, learning the principles and practices that make great leaders great. But you're sharing ideas with a coach. You're sharing ideas with a business leader. And what's been really cool is I've had professional coaches, people you see on TV at the biggest you know, games on the biggest stages say, I've learned more working with these principals and these educators and these business folks that I have with people in my own profession for the last 10 years. And so it really is a great day of, of interactivity, but we go through the principles, the practices of great leadership. And when you leave, you will have an action plan to become a better leader. We've been doing this now for the past few years. During COVID, we did it virtually, but now we're back in person, which we're excited about in Atlanta. And we're going to have a great group of leaders where we're going to go through this program together. I'm there. Julie Nee is my head of training. She delivers the training and I'll be there to support, also share some stories, take some questions and getting to interact with the other leaders as well. So it must be thrilling to be able to be back in person with people. I mean, you've talked a number of times throughout your podcast about some of the pivots you've had to make and how challenging that is. So is it just thrilling to be able to be back face-to-face -face as, as best we can nowadays? Well, for the month of August, I spoke at convocations and back-to-school events about 20 times in cities across the country. We're talking Chicago, Philadelphia, Florida, Texas, you name it, I was there. And I got to tell you, the events were in West Virginia. Uh, the events were incredible. The people were so hungry, like so excited, so passionate to be back. They were really appreciative of this job that they do, the job to make a difference in these kids' lives, in our students' lives. And you could just tell they really wanted to be there. They were excited about it. They were appreciating each other, you know, the opportunity to connect with their colleagues in person. And it was really special. Iowa, I mean, I'll never forget Iowa. I mean, they were just off the charts, excited and having fun. And it was great. So speaking on stage, interacting with everyone, seeing the, the connection, the excitement, and everyone come together. There was nothing like it. I mean, I've been speaking to school districts and at events like that for the last 15 years. And I got to tell you, I've never seen anything like this year. I believe those who really didn't want to be in education left this past year. Those who really want to be there came back more excited, more purposeful to make a greater difference. So right now, it's as you know, it's, it's still really difficult and tough to be an educational leader, right? It's, 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 um, it, it's, not, it's definitely not a seamless process. What, what advice, if you were kind of put yourself in the seat that they're in, 
right? A superintendent, maybe someone on that team, or even a school leader as well. What, what advice do you have for them based upon, you know, kind of your focus on positivity right now? Well, no matter what you do as a school leader, you cannot make everyone happy today. That's what we know. In Dallas, Texas, where I was speaking, Irving, there was a, a mask mandate. And so they had a board meeting and everyone was upset that they were wearing masks, people who came to the board meeting. Then they changed the rule and said, now there's no masks. And then people who wanted masks at the next board meeting came back and they were all unhappy at the board meeting. So they had a, a whole new set of people that were upset based on the new rule that came out. So they realized, okay, we cannot make everyone happy. What you can do as a leader is be consistent, be consistent with your principles, with your process, with who you are and how you lead that integrity, that consistency, that alignment goes a long way in building trust. And trust is the currency of leadership. If, if people don't trust you, they will not follow you. So being real, being authentic, talking about the challenges. Yes, this is what we're facing. No one, no, like we can't make everyone happy. Nothing's going to be perfect right now. We understand this is a challenge. Like talk about it, bring it to the light. But here is what we're going to do. We're doing our best. This is the best decision that we're going to make at this time. This is what I'm sticking with and this is why. And once you explain it and you are consistent with it and you are sharing your principles and leading by those principles, people will now trust you. They may not like what you do. They may not agree, but they will respect and trust you. And that will go a long way rather than flip-flopping or just trying to appease everyone. But understanding that not everyone will be happy is a key part of, of leadership. You can't always do what's popular. The best thing you can do is, is what you feel is Right. So we had the chance to chat before before we began this morning as we were kind of navigating amid some technical difficulties. So thank you for being patient. And you had mentioned that you know all of the work that you do supporting schools and school leaders. Um, so as you know, it's very easy for them to get a bit worn down, right? They they have kind of been um, kind of in the throes of this challenge for some time and thought that we would be potentially overcoming it. And then all of a sudden, changes and waves of challenge could just continue to come. So how would you, uh, what would you advise them on how to stay positive when sometimes, right, they're having a hard time, like maybe even getting up in the morning. So what, you know, what are you saying about that positivity? And feel free to mention too, what you're doing right now to support schools and leaders across the country. Yeah, I feel the same way some days. I know how they feel because some days you get up and you don't feel very positive. Some days the news is not very positive. So every day you have to make sure that you're feeding yourself in order to feed others. If you don't have it, you can't share it. So each day you get up, feed the positive. You can rise and shine or you can rise and whine. And the key is to rise and shine so you can shine on others. And we don't want to rise in W-I-N-E. We don't want to do that. Even though a teacher the other day said, speak for yourself. I often ask leaders to pick a word for the year. And, and, and one teacher stood up and she said, my word is vodka for this year. But we don't want to get through the year that way. So the way we really do it is with gratitude, with appreciation, focusing on what we get to do, not what we have to do. Looking at the challenge, but also more importantly saying, how does it present an opportunity? How can I learn from this, grow from this, get better because 
of this. What is my vision and purpose? Every day, wake up. That vision and purpose will drive you. We don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. And every day, don't listen to the negative voices. Talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. Best advice I ever heard, Dr. James Gills, the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. That's a double Ironman, which means you do an Ironman, a day later you do another one. Last time he did it, he was 59 years old. He was asked how he did it. He said, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. He said, if I listen, I hear all the fear, the negativity, the doubt, and all the reasons why I can't finish this race or why I can't make a difference this year in, this, in school. Instead of that, he said, I, I got to talk to myself and feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. And that's the key. We have to do this more than ever. Encourage ourselves and then encourage others. The word encourage means to put courage into. And so when you encourage yourself, you put encourage into yourself. When you're encouraging others, you put courage into them. And so for me, every day, I'm taking a walk of gratitude. At night before I go to bed, I'm thinking about my success of the day. Some people meditate, others pray. Take that time to find that stillness, to find that, that recharge, that power that you can plug into on a daily basis. You have to do it for yourself. Practicing gratitude is essential. When we appreciate, we elevate. We elevate our mood, our performance, the people around us. You can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So if you're feeling grateful, you won't feel stressed. And we have a power positive leadership program, as I said, and now we've incorporated that into our Power of Positive Schools program. And so we're working with schools around the country now where we are developing great school leaders. Because you know if you have a great leader in your school, that leader will transform the school. So we're helping that leader become a positive leader. To lead with more optimism, belief, vision, purpose. Ways to overcome negativity. To transform those energy vampires in your school. And then to develop great relationships through communication, connection, commitment, and caring. And leading with that grit and purpose so we really have a framework that helps a school leader or any leader become a better leader so they can make a greater impact on their team and then get their team to make a greater impact in the students lives so it's proven we've had so much success with it with principals and schools so we're really big on the power of positive schools initiative right now and i'm really focused on it realizing more than ever that the leaders who were, who were positive during this time they were able to lead their teams through this crisis those who struggled those who really allowed the circumstance and the event to affect them, to sabotage them, to find them. Their teams had gaps that turned into canyons and a lot of struggles along the way. So we're really big on, and I'm more passionate than ever, more convicted than ever to helping school leaders create an environment where their teachers and students can perform at their highest level, knowing that those teachers and students are the ones who change the world. And so there's nothing more noble as a profession than being a school leader and being a school educator. There's not, nothing more important. And so I'm passionate about helping them. So power of positive leadership, power of a positive team to help a school become stronger together, a more cohesive staff, essential, right? A team that is connected and committed will run towards each other through adversity. They won't, they won't run away from each other. Instead of fighting against each other, they'll fight for each other. So through adversity, we have to be a strong team and also collective teacher efficacy, which is one of the key factors in student learning is all about belief. Do we believe we can make a difference in our students' lives? And if we believe it as a staff, that collective belief as a staff, we actually will do it, the research shows. We help those students create extraordinary, extraordinary outcomes as a result of collective teacher efficacy. And that's what the Power of a Positive Team is all about. And then finally, we have the Energy Bus for Schools program, which is really exciting. Elementary schools across the country, 
implementing the energy bus curriculum. They get certified. We have a monthly coaching call. We have a curriculum, exercises, activities, all these things that they can do as a school. It builds morale, culture, and we've actually had a lot of um, thesis work done, PhDs done, showing the impact of energy bus work and culture and focus in schools and the impact it has. It's fantastic. And, and you know, we're talking about this, this self-talk, this discipline, right, of, you know, trying to listen to the positive voices and push out the negative. Um, just so you know, part of that strategy sometimes is who you listen to. And be aware that um, I am one who um, is strategically floods himself with your ongoing messages and your podcasts. I've read, I think, about 12 of your books so far. And so um, just know I've, I've really appreciated you. And I know a lot of our members do and more will over time. And I, I, I predict we're going to be somehow talking again um, in some particular way based upon your emphasis in leaning in to support schools. And um, I'm going to let you go and let you know this, that um, – our podcast of Leader Chat, which this is, this will be, we will continue to push out throughout our organization and the schools that we support. And my last podcast called Leading Education with Jeff Rose, the final one, um, has your message on our previous talk. So not only am I ending that podcast, but launching Leader Chat with you. So um, hopefully you take that as, um, as the compliment it's meant to be. Um, so I'll see you in Atlanta. Coming up, um, I'm going to be there. What's your, if somebody is listening to this and they think, I want to be there physically, what do they do? They just come to powerofpositiveleadership.com, powerofpositiveleadership.com, and just Google that or just that website. And you'll be able to see our event, see what's coming up. We also have a virtual event in December if they can't make it in person or they don't feel comfortable in person. We also are doing virtual events as well. So we want to make it easy, accessible for anyone who wants to actually learn to become a, a better leader. And Jeff, I appreciate the work that you're doing. I'm honored that I was on your last podcast and your beginning one. I love that you've combined and joined with Cognia. I think it's incredible. What an incredible company, a great mission, a great network. And an even greater opportunity for you to make a greater impact, you know, leveraging to your platforms together. So I'm excited to see what, what you do and the greater difference you make. So what an incredible combination of, of you two coming together to join forces to make a greater impact. So very excited for you and what you're doing and hope to see people at our, at our leadership event. Come on and I'll be there and look forward to meeting you. Fantastic. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Uh, bless you and, and definitely be well, John. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, take care. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are so lucky and fortunate um, that we were able to just talk with John. I mean, how um, over and over he is able to bring this incredible energy and spirit into his messages. And they're ongoing and they're consistent. And if you do not follow John in one way, shape, or form, um, I suggest you do. Now, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about leader chat. And let me preface this by saying um, many people will be just be listening. Some people will be watching this, this video. Um, imagine being so excited about being able to uh, deliver a message and engage with people. Preparing for that. Maybe even it comes in the form of a PowerPoint. 
getting this PowerPoint ready, spending days, weeks, etc. You walk into the room, you turn on the PowerPoint, and it doesn't work. I want to be clear. Um, we are excited and prepared, and yet we know that the live stream for our members currently did not occur. This is going to be a, a recorded session um, that we will be pushing out, and I'll describe what a leader chat is here in a minute. Um, but I'm going to start and back up and give you kind of the, the why um, and the how and kind of what this is as a leader chat. So we are focused on supporting leaders. We think that's critical. In schools, we know the number one factor in the success of children, of students, they are teachers. It's true, that is a fact. However, even with excellent teachers, if you don't have a high quality leader, capacity of even great teachers is limited. For an organization, for a school, to do a stellar job systemically supporting kids, you need great leaders. Leaders need support. Leaders need systems and structures that help them work together, especially at a time like this. So the leadership circle at Cognia is designed specifically for that, to create discourse and opportunity for leaders to help leaders. Iron sharpening iron, as I was mentioning before. So in the meantime, we also need to provide content, which is exactly what this is, but the content needs to be aligned to the realities of leaders. And I'm going to get into detail about that here in a second. So I am extremely, I don't mean to come across as negative, but I'm extremely worried right now about educational leaders. Um, my, 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 heart, my heart hurts for them. I want you to think about this. If, um, if you're a singleton leader of a school system, a district, or maybe even if it's a, it's a, it's, it's a one school organization, but you are the only person with that um, list of incredible, immense, vast responsibilities. So for example, in a school district, it's a pretty automatic assumption to think about the superintendent, which is, which is a good assumption. That superintendent, but also their team members. So if you're an assistant superintendent of operations or academics, or you're a CFO or business manager, or the CIO, or the director of human resources, you are the only person who owns that set of vast responsibilities. You know what I'm about to say is true. That is an isolating spot to be. It's very difficult to be in that seat. You're expected to own most of the rooms you walk into. Now, that seat of leadership, school leadership, has always been that. It's always been isolating and challenging, and that's regardless of your local relationships. You may have great relationships with your team members, with your colleagues, in your county or in your city or in your state. You are still isolated. So what I've always said is you got to say the serenity prayer because it is what it is. However, here's the problem. 
It doesn't help you lead effectively. And it's getting worse. It's getting much worse. The conditions for educational leaders are becoming more challenging, especially over this past couple of years. It's almost hard to even understand, even as a past educational leader myself. So think just for a minute about business and industry over the last couple of years. So there have been certain kind of companies or certain areas um, or fields that have been really hot, right? Been really, really good to be a part of. So if you're big tech, you're high tech. If you're in the streaming industry, for example, the home workout or exercise um, business has gone extremely well. Delivery services also extremely well. But then there's the other end of the spectrum. So imagine if you um, are invested or involved in travel, right? Tourism. Uh, small, if you're a small business, small businesses have struggled dramatically over the past couple of years throughout the country. Um, imagine business attire, trying to sell business attire or ties in this day and age for the past couple of years. Not easy to do. So what category would you put school district or school leadership in? It's been in the struggling industry. It's been extremely difficult. Our current reality, most of that really focused on the political unrest or lack of civility, has landed in the laps of leaders. Everything that we are seeing, this, the, the inability for us to work together as a country, the incredible divisions, the silos that have been established many of them, like I said, political, have landed in the office of the superintendent or the educational leader. They've landed in the boardroom. And that has changed what it's like to be a leader in this day and age. So, um, for example, I have a friend. My friend has not given me permission, so he's going to remain, remain nameless. But he is a superintendent. He's actually one of our members. And this person, if you were to know him well, you would know he's extremely positive. He's a critical, creative thinker. This is a man that when times are difficult, he is always trying to look at the bright side and think about what is the opportunity amidst the challenge. So I know what kind of a leader he is, and yet when I talked to him recently, he brought up an analogy that I thought was, uh, was poignant. So it's a basketball analogy. The point he made to me, he said, now, Jeff, leading right now feels like um, being a basketball player. However, being a basketball player, they teach you that you're supposed to learn how to dribble with your eyes up. Your eyes have to be up to be a quality basketball player so that you can survey the rest of the court, so that you can find your teammates you can assess the positions of your opponents, right? You can determine when is the right time to pass or to shoot or, you know, uh, take the ball to the hoop, right? Dribbling is supposed to be automatic, something you don't even think about. It's muscle memory. He said, however, to be a leader now, what it feels like is every day, all day, I am staring down at the ball, dribble to dribble hoping the ball will go from the ground and make it back up to my hand. He said he doesn't have the ability to look up. He doesn't have the ability to know what's coming. 
He is dealing with problem and crisis, one after the other. Of course, the incredible amount of um, uh, anger and frustration and fear that is in communities, often based upon some of the politics of the day that are impacting his ability to look up. And his point was almost like what it feels like to be a toddler. You ever watch a toddler dribble a basketball? They're looking straight down. They're slapping at the ball. Sometimes it makes its way back up and sometimes it doesn't. Dribble after dribble, they have to focus. He said, that's what it feels like to be a leader right now. That breaks my heart. And it should yours too. It breaks my heart because I care deeply about leaders and I know so many of them who are driven to their work because of their passion. They feel called to do that work, but what they're doing now is not what they felt called to called for originally. So I feel for them, but even if you don't, leaders impact kids. They impact children, our students. And the fact that leaders don't have the capacity to look up at this point in time, to think um, critically and creatively and look to the future and into the horizon to know how to navigate some of the opportunities to support kids, that is a very, very difficult place for them to be. So let me tell you about what this is. This is a leader chat. Every week, we will be producing this leader chat. So once a week, um, our leadership circle members have the opportunity to log into this channel and hear the live discussion that I will be having with incredible guests. So think, uh, think old school. It's like a television show on a particular channel once a week that you can go watch. We don't have commercials, but you can watch live. You can also engage. There's an opportunity for you to launch questions and comments and so forth. So you actually become part of this broadcast with me. I have the opportunity to kind of dip my toe into what was a lifelong dream as a child to be David Letterman. I'm not as witty, I'm not as funny, but I have that opportunity. My job is to engage the leaders that we are working with to bring you quality content. Now, members online can join us, but even if you are not, uh, if, you, if you miss the live performance, we will make the reruns available to our members. So we will make sure that recording is accessible to you. So if you miss it because of your insane, challenging schedules, it will be available. How do we know the kind of content to go for? Well, because we listen and we follow our leaders. It's a very organic process. I am not going to sit in a vacuum, nor is our team, and determine what we think you need to hear. We're actually going to listen to what you're challenged by. Our job is to go mine the right content for you to find educators, authors, content experts who can come bring very focused, pragmatic, digestible information for you. When I say that, it's because it's going to be fast. This is not going to be a two-hour episode every week. These are going to be quick, 35-minute um, episodes where we get to the nitty-gritty and talk to these experts and ask for their advice and pragmatic um, solutions for you to hear. 
leaders don't have the time right now, unfortunately, to read extensive white papers or research. They don't have that time. Our job is to give it to them as quickly and as efficiently as possible. In the meantime, those that are not members, you will have the opportunity to not necessarily watch, but to hear this. What I'm describing to you right now, this will be a podcast. So every show that we produce, the audio will be, create, will be creating a podcast. So many of you will hear this, will hear this message as part of our first podcast called Leader Chat. Leader Chat with Jeff Rose. And that will also be coming out. It'll be delayed, but every other, every week we'll be producing a new episode of this podcast. It's taking the place of the old podcast that was called Leading Education with Jeff Rose. Now here at Cognia, look for Leader Chat. It's going to be, um, it's going to be thrilling because of the very people that we're engaging with. Now I will say, I'm not doing any of this work alone. So I work with lots of talented people here at Cognia. And by the way, even this episode right here, I'm not doing alone. I'm staring into a camera, but if I were to look past it, I also have people helping me and supporting me. So for example, this won't be the, this won't be the last time you hear Chris, but Chris Richard. Um, Chris is, you know, um, kind of like everything. He has uh, created this uh, studio that we are talking to you from here today. Um, I'm going to reach out and say, Chris, uh, how are you doing? You need to hear his voice. You'll hear it um, often. It's a more impressive voice than mine. It's not necessarily this high-pitched, nasally voice you'll have to, en you have to endure. So, Chris, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Now, so, Chris, let's, let's, let's just be honest. We have had a couple challenges today, correct? Just a few. Nothing. Okay, so let's let's just describe that to the the listener, so they're aware that obviously we'll troubleshoot these things, and you know we'll navigate it. And this is just sometimes the way it goes. So, um, what does our listener need to know in terms of what occurred and why the live performance didn't start when we hit the go button? Uh, the cause we don't really know at the moment, but it seems that you know, despite us doing a test yesterday and this morning, and it seemed to go off without a hitch, something seemed to kind of go weird between. Our broadcasting software and the partnership between that and Vimeo, which is you know where, where, where it pushes out to, so we're trying to troubleshoot that with our IT team and Vimeo support and try to figure out where the fault was, but we're not sure. Well, if you were asking me for help, I we'll would say um, don't because I have no idea how to help you. With that. <laughs> but we we'll, we'll be working like dogs, uh, definitely to get that resolved for the for the next one, so we don't. Uh, this will be the hopefully the only one. So I am extremely confident we'll, we'll figure it out. Growing pains. What can you do? Growing pains. What can you do? <laughs> so um, anyway, thanks, Chris. Uh, not just not just for this, but I know what is to come. So, uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any turn anyway. So I want um, our members to look for our uh, future opportunities, our leader chat live events every single week. You'll be hearing more about the details and how you engage with that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Leader Chat podcast, I hope you enjoy the first episode. Um, John Gordon was just the beginning. In fact, let me, let me read to you some of our future guests, not necessarily in this order. Uh, Damon West, the author of The Coffee Bean. He's a return guest um, and incredibly inspirational. Linda Darling-Hammond, 
well, if you're an educator, she needs no introduction. Um, Amanda Ripley is uh, coming up here soon. Now, um, she wrote a book called High Conflict. It's um, likely one of the most relevant books that I could recommend to an educational leader right now. High Conflict, she'll be joining us as well. Sandy Barber. Sandy was the athletic director of Penn State and navigated the child sex abuse scandal a few years ago. Do you remember that? Imagine being in that leadership seat. And she did so, so elegantly, and she'll be here to talk to us about that as well. Andy Hargraves, also an educator I don't need to describe. Um, if you don't know Andy, um, you need to look him up. I've been following him for years. He's incredible. Mark Elgart, who is the CEO here at Cognia, um, very, very wise educational leader. I think you'll, you'll definitely enjoy him. Beverly Daniel Tatum. Beverly wrote, can we talk about race and why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria? Incredible text, um, an incredible topic, as well as Michael Fullen. So if you're an educational leader, you know Michael Fullen as well. Um, and if you don't, you will, because we'll be engaging him. More to come. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad you joined us for today's Leader Chat. Be well.